This is probably about a dozen issues. I sort of try and keep up with The New Yorker, but I'm way out. Like, I'm reading December and November now, and it's like, I feel the pressure. And you have been a subscriber for how long? How long has The New Yorker been part of your life? Oh, a long, long, long time. I moved to PI 25 years ago, and I certainly was a reader then. I wasn't a subscriber. I used to go up to Tweels and buy a copy every week. And then Tweels closed, and I was left in a lurch, and so I had no choice but to subscribe. And uh, they just ding my credit card every September, and it keeps on coming, and I keep on reading. The following to this magazine is different, say, to subscribers of other publications. What would you say it is about The New Yorker for you? And I've had a lot of New Yorker subscribers along the way, and we are a type. How you describe the type, I don't know. The New Yorker magazine is a, it's a city magazine for New York, but it's really more a magazine for the world published in New York. I mean, there's entertainment listings, which are sort of, you know, you can look on with envy at what's happening in the entertainment listings. But it certainly it has a New York sensibility, I think. But it's eclectic. It's wide ranging. It's got, I think, in the magazine world, a unique design. It's, yeah, it's a quirk of history that keeps on going, I guess. It's one thing to be a magazine subscriber. It's another thing to reach out to other subscribers like you've done here. So how did all of this come about? Well, I have for almost 20 years worked for the company that publishes Yankee Magazine in southern New Hampshire. And for a long time, the company that dealt with Yankees mailing lists, so if, you know, if you're L.L. Bean and you want to send out to Yankee subscribers, you would deal with this third-party company called Millard. And I happened to have a meeting with Millard one day, and it happened to come up that they also dealt with the mailing list for The New Yorker. And so when I got back to PEI, I sent off an email to them saying, you know, I'm just curious to know how many other New Yorker subscribers there are on PEI, and maybe I could buy that list, and I mean, just for curiosity's sake. And they got back to me and said, well, we'd really like to help you, except there's only 25 New Yorker subscribers on PEI, and our minimum is like 500 or 1,000 mailing list names, so we can't really help you out. And that just then got me thinking, well, who are these 25 people? And so I started asking around, and, you know, my friend Catherine Hennessy immediately jumped to mind because she's a subscriber. And then over the last, oh, probably four or five years, I've just been sort of asking around, and people have been coming out of the woodwork. So, it, you know, it's long occurred to me that it would be an interesting idea to get these people in a room, maybe to help answer that question, what is it that draws people to New Yorker? How many have you tracked down of the 25, would you say? Probably at about 12 or 13 now. Of course, that 25 number is out of date, and whether it's gone up or down, I guess, remains to be seen. But And are these hard copy magazine subscribers or digital subscribers or yeah, both? You know, I have to draw the line somewhere, I guess. And I mean, I consider it a, a sort of tantamount to a sin to read The New Yorker online. It just feels like reading it through, literally through a pane of glass. And so I, I'm sort of drawing an arbitrary line at, yes, you have to get The New Yorker in the mail, partly because that's being, you know, it doesn't actually usually get to PEI until it goes off sale in New York or maybe even a week or two later. It's sort of gone up and down over the years. So that being out of sync with New York is part of it. It's a bit of a treasure hunt you're on here, though, to find these, these 25 people, because I know you wrote about this on your blog and then kind of forgot about it for a while. But then how did this renewed interest come about to get a group of these people together? I got an interesting email last week from uh, Meg Campbell, who I know did some work at the CBC, and she's now working for McLean's. And somehow she came across this 2016 blog post and thought that she might like to learn more about these 25 people and maybe write something about it. And uh, I volunteered to sort of partially to scratch my own itch, but partially to sort of set her off on her quest to try and see whether I could get as many New Yorker print subscribers together in a room as I could. And she's actually coming down uh, to the island next week, so she's going to be there, and we'll all get in a room together and have a drink and talk about what it's like to be a New Yorker subscriber. For another magazine. Theoretically. (laughs) 
Yeah, the world just let, wraps in on itself. So, yeah. Was it interesting for you once you started putting the word out about those 25, how many of those people, PEI is a tight-knit small place, how many of those people you, you actually knew? When I posted about this on my blog for the first time, people on Facebook and in the blog comments sort of outed themselves as New Yorker subscribers. And they range from artists to retired educators. So it's, a, it's an interesting group. And you know, now that I've known some of these people, occasionally we'll have conversations about The New Yorker. And one of the things I've found is that people who read The New Yorker like to talk about The New Yorker. We'll see what happens. It's, you know, it's an informal event of New Yorker subscribers to get together and talk about font choices or something. So. The Charlottetown version of the Algonquin Roundtable. That is my great hope, yes. <laughs> Peter, I wish you the best of luck with this. Thanks so much. Thank you.